You are listening to the CMC podcast series, Strong Life. In this exciting new series, the pastors of CMC will impart powerful principles that will enable you to live the strong life that God has destined for you. Now join Associate Pastor Paul Kern for the message, Strong Persistence. Tonight I'm going to be talking to you about strong persistence. Strong persistence. You know, for many of us here tonight, the temptation is not to go out and cheat, steal, rob a bank. I have no temptation to do that whatsoever. But the fact is, we're all tempted from time to time to simply give up. You know, we become frustrated with the circumstances of our lives, we get disappointed with our current situation, we grow weary of the battles of opposition that we're facing. And the fact is, church, the enemy's agenda in our life is to wear us down with life, to get us to a point that we give up on our dreams and the high and holy purpose that God has for each one of us. And that's why I'm encouraging you tonight to remain strong and persistent. you got to make up your mind that no matter what comes your way. You will never give up. Proverbs 24.10 says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is too small. You know, I've read that verse over and over and over throughout the years, encouraging myself in the Lord to have strong persistence in my life. You know, in other words, if every time a little opposition comes your way, if every time a little bit of temptation comes against you, you get down, you get discouraged, you want to give up, then your strength isn't great enough. You know, people who experience God's best are people who have a never-give-up attitude. You just got to have a never-give-up attitude. No matter what life brings my way, no matter how difficult it may become, I am not going to give up. Because anybody can quit. Anybody can give up. You know, I've met lots of people who have started things. Lots of people do. As a matter of fact, 90% of all small businesses in our country fail. It's easy to start things. We get an idea. We have an emotional moment in our life. We're infused with enthusiasm. But the test of greatness comes by time. The test of time. Anybody can quit, and lots of people do. But God is looking for some young people who will live their life for Christ every day. Every day at school, They're going to live it on the weekends. They're going to live it in their private life. Every single day, God is looking for men who will live their life persistent, strong. See, God wants us to be people that have backbone. Backbone, strong people, made of iron. People who set their face toward a storm like a stone, and they're just simply not going to be moved. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. I love the scripture. It says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your work will be rewarded by the Lord, 
because your work in the Lord is never in vain. Well, I'll tell you, what an encouraging scripture for us tonight. But you know, just as persevering and being strong can be a habit in your life, so can giving up and quitting. You know, I've met a lot of people who have created a habit. When things get hard, they just quit. They take the easy way out, or what they think is the easy way out. Anybody can take the easy way out. When circumstances get tough, when opposition comes against them, rather than standing by faith and trusting that God will get them through the difficult season that they are facing right now, instead, they go for the easy way and they quit. But listen, church, God has not given you and I the deposit of His Holy Spirit for us to quit every time a little bit of trouble comes our way. You know, the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord, the Lord delivers them out of them all. You know, as I think about Daniel in the lion's den, God did not save Daniel from being thrown in the lion's den. He saved him from being eaten by the lions. When you think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God didn't save them from being thrown into the fiery furnace. No, they went into the furnace. They experienced fear. They experienced anxiety. They experienced hardship. They prayed hard. But what God did is God delivered them from that fire, consuming them and destroying their life. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things. Come on, help me. I can do all things. Come on, help me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, that's got to be our motto. That's got to be what we live by every day. When you face a difficult situation, and notice I said when, not if. When you face a difficult situation, one of the first things that needs to come out of your mouth is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Not, there's no way that I can do this. This is too hard. This is overwhelming for me. I'm so afraid. This is so difficult. I can't do it. No, you have to watch what you allow your mind to meditate on and the words out of your mouth to be saying. You may say tonight, Paul, I've tried. It's hard. The Christian life is hard. Hey, I understand it's hard. If it wasn't, everybody would be doing it. I mean, it'd be for sale for $9.99, and everybody would be buying it. The Christian life is not easy, but the prize of heaven is priceless. And trust me, church, it's worth the fight. The Bible says there was a man that he found a pearl of great price. He went and sold everything that he had to acquire the field so that he might have the pearl of great price. See, it's worth it. Whatever it costs you tonight, it's worth persevering for the prize. Well, Paul, I've tried and I failed. Who hasn't failed in trying? As a matter of fact, if you've never failed, I can show you a person who's never tried. See, it's people who try or people who will fail. But people who fail and want to succeed are people who try again and again and again and again, and again, and again. See, God never promised you that your dreams would be fulfilled on the very first try. 
There's not anybody here in this room that God promised you that your dreams would be fulfilled the very first time that you tried to do whatever it is that you felt like that God was moving you to do or you felt led to do. You know, I think about Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison tried 10,000 times before he created a commercially viable light bulb. 10,000 times. Abraham Lincoln, he suffered 11 political defeats, suffered a nervous breakdown, lost two of his children, and fought depression greatly before he became the president of the United States of America. Think of the opposition that these men faced. Think how tempted they were to give up and to quit. Think how difficult that must have been for them. But boy, what great role models these men have come, become for all of us and what encouragement they have become for all of us as we can look at them and see that because they did not quit, they accomplished what they set out to do. Can you imagine how difficult it was for Nehemiah? You know, I am always puzzled at this story because it's just so overwhelming. God gave Nehemiah a vision to rebuild the broken walls of Jerusalem. Now, I just want to give you a little perspective on this. So just imagine you, you, God walking up to you and saying, got a job for you. The walls around the city of Los Angeles are down, and I want you to go rebuild them. Because that was about the same size, circumference, of the walls that were around Jerusalem that were broken down. Now, does that kind of bring a little more clarity to what God was asking Nehemiah to do? Nehemiah had this dream. He had a dream of the walls being built. He had a dream of the temple being restored. He had a dream of God's people being reunited and healed and them worshiping the Lord. He had this great dream of seeing these things happen. But church, great it is to dream the dream when you stand in youth by the starry stream. But a greater thing is to fight life through and to say at the end, the dream was true. See, we all have dreams. We all have things that we want to come to pass. But what it's going to take is it's going to take you getting a fighting spirit about you. And you getting an attitude that says, no matter how long it takes, I will work this dream until it comes to pass. See, persistence is the substance that dreams are made out of. Just think about that. What, what are dreams made out of? Because if you don't have persistence and you don't work your dream, then your dream is nothing more than a fantasy. What is your dream tonight? To own your own business? To have a happy marriage? To have your children saved? What is your dream tonight? To go to college and achieve this degree? to make straight A's, to get on the honor roll? What is your dream tonight? We all have dreams. We all have things that we want to do. But we have to be people who will persevere 
if we're going to see those dreams come to pass. You know, Jesus told a lot of stories about the importance of persistence. And I think it's very interesting how God placed such an emphasis on persistence in the Bible because I think God knew how prone we were and how tempted we are to give up and to quit when things get difficult. You know, there's a story in the Bible, uh, a couple actually, that I really, really like. And I've read over and over and over again, encouraging myself. And I want to share them with you. Go to Luke chapter 11. And I want to look at this with you tonight. Luke chapter 11. And we're going to start in verse 5. Jesus is sharing a story about a friend who... Uh, visited a man at midnight one night needing some food, and this man had absolutely nothing to give him. And so this story evolves here in Luke chapter 11, verse 5, and he said to them, which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. See, we're going to have a lot of people we're going to encounter in life, they're going to come to us, and they're going to have needs. They're going to be knocking on the door of your life with needs. And so here he is knocking on this door, and his friend calls out to him. He says, do not trouble me. The door's shut. All my children are in bed. I cannot rise and give anything to you. Now, I'm just telling you, 95% of people would have stopped right there. Because, you know, I just, you know, I, I like to kind of put myself in the position of people in the Bible. So just imagine how awkward and uncomfortable it would be to walk up to somebody's door at midnight and start knocking. Now, I had this happen to me one time. It was a different scenario. I've actually had this happen to me many times running Leaders Academy. Um, but this particular story has to do with me knocking on someone's door. Uh, when I was about 21, 22 years old, it was in the dead of winter. I'd been over at my girlfriend's house. I'd stayed kind of late, and I was heading back home about 1 o'clock. And, you know, I lived out in the country, and I always took the back road. So I had about a 25-mile drive to get to uh, my home that was out 18 miles out in the country. Man, it was 20 degrees outside. And you know, me being the genius 21-year-old that I was, I had on a pair of gym shorts and a t-shirt because that's the way you dress in the wintertime, right? <laughs> well, um, I wasn't anticipating that my radiator hose would break on the way home. And even though it was freezing outside, if you don't have radiator fluid going through your radiator, your engine is going to overheat, and that's exactly what happened to me. My, my truck overheated about a mile and a half outside of this little small town of about 25 people and one hound dog. And so here I am. What do I do? Well, I saw this light in the distance, and it was, you know, probably half a mile away, and I was like, man, and all of a sudden a car started coming. And so I'm out in the road, man, I'm trying to flag down this car, and I don't know what come over this for. I guess they thought I was Bigfoot or something. They literally ran me off the road. I had to jump in a ditch to keep from being ran over. Well, after I got my composure, I walked down the road to these people's house, and I finally got there, and I began to knock on their door. 
Well, and nobody came, and I, I knew somebody had to be home, so I kept knocking and knocking and knocking. And, and so finally, the light comes on. Who is it? <laughs> and I mean, it scares me half to death. I said, uh, uh, I got a gun, and I'll shoot you if you don't leave. And I'm like, uh, uh, and it just caught me so off guard. Man, I just turned around and took off running. I didn't even ask for any help. And you can just imagine how this guy must have been come knocking on his friend's door at midnight. And now, those of you who have children in here, especially if you've got two or more, you know what I'm talking about. You try to get all your kids down in bed. I mean, that is a job. They need to make baby volume. I mean, just poop, 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 just pop them in, you know, put them to sleep. So here's this guy. He's got all of his kids in bed. This guy's knocking at his door. He's wanting him to open it. And so he comes and he opens up his windows and he looks down. And he says, what do you want? Man, I, I got a friend that came to me at midnight and I, I don't have any bread. And he's like, are you kidding me? You're knocking on my door at 12 o'clock at night wanting some bread for your friend? Get out of here. I'm not giving you no bread. All my kids are in bed. Slams the windows. Here he is. What am I going to do now? Well, he's got one of two options. Turn around and go home. Or do the unbelievable, the shameless act of knocking on this man's door one more time. But I like this guy. Because it says in verse 8, I say to you, Though he will not rise and give him because of his friend, yet because of his shameless persistence, he will rise and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be opened. In church tonight, I want you to know, just because circumstances don't look favorable, just because you face opposition, that is not a reason for you to give up. No, this friend just knocked even louder and louder and louder. And isn't it interesting that Jesus put that story in the Bible for you and me? You know, there's another story in Mark chapter 10 if you want to go to Mark chapter 10 and verse 46, it's a familiar story to us all about a man by the name of Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus was born blind. And it says in Mark chapter 10 verse 46, Now they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the roadside begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now just put yourself there. Here are all these people gathered around, religious leaders gathered around, and here's poor old blind begging Bartimaeus. Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, ha have mercy on me. Be quiet, you old blind beggar. Shut your mouth. Nobody wants to hear anything that you have to say. But I love what it says 
about blind Bartimaeus. It says, they warned him to be quiet in verse 48, but he cried out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. And so Jesus stood still, and he commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he is calling for you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabboni, teacher, that I may receive my sight. And then Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Listen, church, I want to tell you tonight, if your want to is strong enough, if your persistence is great enough, you can stop Jesus right in his tracks. And Jesus will ask you, what is it that you want? What do you want? What do you want me to do for you? But we have to be people who will not give up. See, the Bible says that the things that are impossible for man are possible for God. Isn't it good to know that when we come to the end of our natural ability, that we have a God? I said we have a God that has a supernatural ability that goes beyond anything that we could ever hope, dream, or ask for. I want to encourage you today. Some of you need to take a new stance. You need to reposition your footing. You need to become more determined in the dreams and the things that you're believing God for in your life. It's easy to pack up dreams and move them to the background of your mind, way back in the attic of your mind, and give up on those dreams. But God wants you to take those dreams down. God wants you to unpackage those dreams, and God wants you to begin to pray over those dreams once more. See, some of you today need to stop listening to the voices of discouragement that are speaking in your ear. Don't entertain thoughts of defeat. Don't allow the devil to walk into your home and take your family and your possessions from you. No, you be determined that you are going to be the person that's going to stand and you're going to see God do in your family and God do in your life what God has promised you that he has for you. Can I have an amen? Remember, it's not how you start the race. It's how you finish that counts. And all of us are running a race tonight. God has called all of us to run a race. You've got to have persistence. You've got to have a strong determination. Your passion to obey God must override your temptation to quit. I want you to soak on that a minute. Because see, it, it would be real easy for some of you TC guys to quit. I don't have to put up with this. This is hard. Nobody's going to talk to me like that. I don't have to be treated this way. Telling me to do this and to do that. Life was a whole lot better before I came here, which it really wasn't. See, some people 
have been believers for so long, and they've had these dreams that they tucked away so long ago that they've allowed themselves to become stuck in a rut, and they've given up on the things that God has for their life. But you must be determined. You must be persistent. You must have a never-say-die attitude. You must get a want-to that is greater than the thing that is coming against you. Keep looking ahead. Keep your eye on the prize. Put your focus on the future. You know, I'm telling you, there's going to be a day in the future when we all stand before the Lord. And God's going to stand there and God's going to put a marker on a board. And there's going to be a starting point. And then God's going to begin to walk. And he's going to put an ending point. And then God's going to begin to walk. And what we want to hear God say is, you made it all the way to right about here at the end. What we don't want to hear God say is, you made it about halfway. Well, Paul, that, you know, that's 50%. That's pretty good. Well, every test I've ever taken, a 50 was always an F. God has called us to make the high score. God has called us to finish what he started. And I'm telling you, we have a great example set before us tonight because Jesus Christ said, I have come to do the will of my Father and to finish it. And one of the seven sayings that Jesus had on the cross was, It is finished. See, TC, that's what you want to be able to say. You want to be able to say, I endured to the end. It's so important, church, that we persevere, that we finish. Those are stepping stones of faith in our life that take us to greater levels with God. If we're always giving up on our dreams, if we're always quitting on the things that God has put before us, especially the hard things, because the hard things are the things that are worth fighting for. The hard things are the things that are worth the struggle. The hard things are the things that are the valued the most in your life. Never become satisfied with where you are. Never, ever, ever. God always has more for you and I to accomplish. You got to show the devil that you're more determined than he is. Seriously, we got to show the enemy that we are more determined than he is when it comes to accomplishing what it is that God has set before us. And you know how we do this, church? You know how we do it? One day at a time. One day at a time. There's no big, giant mile marker that you arrive at in life. You know, there's no Super Bowl touchdown that you achieve in accomplishing your dreams. No, the way that you accomplish 
the plan and the high and holy purpose that God has for you is, is you do it one day at a time. Each day you wake up, you persevere. Each day you wake up, you're faithful. Each day you wake up, you do what God has set before you to accomplish this day, and you do it to the best of your ability. And then, at the end of your life, you will look back and you will go, wow, that wasn't really all that long. I'm so glad that each day I woke up and I made a decision to persevere and live my life for Jesus. Listen, if you make a mistake, if you fail, if you miss the mark, that's okay. Stand back up, dust yourself off, and go again. The only time you will ever be defeated is when you give up and quit. But as long as you get back up, I'm telling you, you will keep moving forward. As I close tonight, I want to leave you with a poem that has inspired me over the last 30 years that I've been a Christian, and I pull it out from time to time, and I read it, and I had it out the other day, and I thought, I want to share this, and I'm just going to leave this with you tonight, and then we're going to close in prayer. This poem is called The Race. Whenever I start to hang my head in front of failure's face, my downward fall is broken by the memory of a race. A children's race, young boys, young men, oh how I remember well. Excitement, sure, but also fear, it wasn't hard to tell. They all lined up so full of hope, each thought to win the race, or tie for first, or if not that, at least take second place. Their parents watched from off the side, each cheering for their son, and each boy hoped to show his folks that he would be the one. The whistle blow and off they flew, like chariots of fire. To win, to be the hero there was each young boy's desire. And one boy in particular, whose dad was in the crowd, was running in the lead and thought, my dad will be so proud. But as he speeded down the field and crossed a shallow dip, the little boy who thought he'd win lost his step and slipped. Trying hard to catch himself, his arms flew every place, and midst the laughter of the crowd, he fell flat on his face. And as he fell, his hope fell too. He couldn't win it now. Humiliated, he just wished to disappear somehow. But as he fell, his dad stood up and showed his anxious face, which to the boy so clearly said, get up and win the race. He quickly rose, no damage done, behind a bit, that's all, and ran with all his mind and might to make up for his fall. So anxious to restore himself, to catch up and to win, his mind went faster than his legs. He slipped and fell again. He wished that he had quit before with only one disgrace. I'm hopeless as a runner now. I shouldn't try to race. But through the laughing crowd he searched, and found his father's face, and with a steady look that said, get up and win the race. So he jumped up to try again, 10 yards behind the last. If I'm going to gain those yards, he thought, I've got to run real fast. Exceeding everything he had, he regained eight, then 10. But trying hard to catch his lead, he slipped and fell again. Defeat 
He lay there silently. A tear dropped from his eye. There's no sense in running anymore. Three strikes, I'm out. Why try? I've lost, so what's the use, he thought. I'll live with my disgrace. But then he thought about his dad, who soon he'd have to face. Get up! An echo sounded low. Get up and win the race, for all you have to do to win is rise each time you fall. Get up, the echo urged him on. Get up and take your place. You weren't meant for failure here. Get up and win the race. So up he rose to run once more, refusing to forfeit. He resolved that win or lose, at least he wouldn't quit. So far behind the others now, the most he'd ever been. Still he gave it all he had and ran as though to win. Three times he'd fallen, stumbling. Three times he'd rose again. Too far behind to hope to win, he still ran to the end. They cheered another boy who crossed the line first place. Head high and proud and happy, no falling, no disgrace. But when the fallen youngster crossed the line in last place, the crowd gave him the greater cheer for finishing the race. And even though he came in last with head bowed low, unproud, you would have thought he won that race to listen to that crowd. And to his dad, he sadly said, I didn't do so well. To me, you won, his father said. You rose each time you fell. And now when things seem dark and bleak and difficult to face, the memory of that little boy helps me in my own race. For all of life is like that race with ups and downs and all. And all you have to do to win is rise each time you fall. Give up. You're beaten. They still shout in my face. But another voice inside me says, get up and win the race. Stand with me tonight. Yeah, let's give God a hand clap. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for our church, and I thank you for all the people that are here tonight. And, and Lord, I just ask that your sweet Holy Spirit, like only he can do, in such a personal and intimate way, would call out that name and call them to rise up and win the race that God has given them to complete. Lord, I loose the anointing of courage, and I loose the anointing of faith, and I pray for healing to flow and for encouragement to come. And God, I ask that you help them to keep their eyes on you in the midst of their battles and know that you are faithful. Your name is faithful. And you are faithful to see them from start to finish. 
Lord, if there's someone here tonight that has felt defeated, been discouraged, even thought about giving up, maybe even taking their life, God, tonight I pray that your Holy Spirit will touch them in a real and powerful way and let them know that you have heard their cry and that you have met them here tonight with words of encouragement and power and that they can rise up and continue to move forward and fulfill the dreams that you have placed in their heart. God, we love you, we thank you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, and everyone said... You've been listening to the CMC Podcast. You can stay connected with us through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Download the CMC app by searching Christian Ministries Church in the App Store. For more information and upcoming events, go to cmchurch.com.